Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Fat Man with a Plan, hosted on Anchor FM. I am your host, JM. Uh, Let's start off with a few updates. Um, I'm going to establish now that I really hate plate squeezes. Uh, My trainer actually laughed at me because of me commenting on it. And of course threatened to do a whole workout that was nothing but plate squeezes in some way, shape, form, or idea. And I told him that that would not end well for either one of us. So, anyways, um, I've managed to maintain, once again, going to the gym six days a week, two hours a day, my usual routine, 35 minutes of cardio, 45 minutes of weight training, and then another 18 to 20 minutes of cardio to finish it off with. Now, last Friday, I celebrated one of my personal goals, which was the introduction of hitting 31 days. Uh, 31, you know, for me, that's uh, 31 days of working out, not including my rest days, which are my Saturdays, but it was my 31 days, meaning I've worked out the equivalent of you know roughly a month so 31 days that's one of my smaller goals and when I talked about last time of goal setting you always want to have smaller goals that you can easily attain in order to actually hit you know your ultimate goal rather than having to sit there and wonder have I lost weight have I managed to go down an inch or two what was my you know what is my BMI at now Instead of worrying about all those things, I'm more really, I'm more trying to focus on those smaller things. So I, you know, I'm ha- very happy to actually have hit that 31-day mark, which means I just now have to push forward because my next goal is to have a three-month total, which means I will have to hit nine at roughly about 90 days for my next goal, which would include my first month. So that means I have to hit an additional 59 days in order to actually reach my goal. Now, I went in yesterday, um, Sunday, which would have been day 32, and of course went in today. Had to change things up a bit, though, because of the fact that, uh, unfortunately, my trainer decided to really overwork me on my legs, So, and that was on Friday, so I had to actually uh, switch up and do chest and triceps on Sunday rather than my usual Sunday and legs because oh my god my hamstrings were killing me and that is going to be a norm that I'm sure I will experience for a good while even when I push forward in weights and all that stuff but I uh, managed to push through and then of course moved uh, legs day to today and I'm going back to a setup because last week I changed things up by doing the my workout routine pretty much non-stop and then doing my cardio all cardio day Thursday and then trainer day on Friday uh, found out that that does not really work well for me it just means my, my body's gonna be more exhausted so I'm gonna maintain my original setup which was uh, full workout full workout cardio day uh, and then hopefully Maybe I'll wind up, you know, with my trainer working with me Wednesdays, you know, dur- you know, once I get, during the regular uh, work year, or I'll have to change, you know, figure things out. But I'll still do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as workout days. One of those three days will be when I work with the trainer. So that's just going to be the change up.
Okay, so in the first episode, I established I was going to talk about three key uh, details about going to the gym and all that stuff. Uh, first off is going to be gym etiquette. And the thing is, is that if you're like me, I don't like dealing with extreme temperatures, especially hot and cold. Uh, I live in the south, so it gets hella hot uh, during the day, ranging anywhere to the hundreds. And the thing is, is that I'm already going to be working out, sweating, burning off, you know, trying to burn off all those calories, everything else. I do not want to wind up suffering from heat stroke. Same thing as when dealing with extreme colds. I don't want to freeze to death just to work out. So I partake in the gym experience. Now, some people don't want to do it because they're self-conscious and that's fine. I choose to do it to, in spite of my self-consciousness, so that way I can actually get healthy, but also be in a comfortable environment. So, first off with gym etiquette, I want to talk about your cell phones. Uh, I know it really annoys me when somebody is deciding to have this conversation, be very loud with their conversation, because they'll have their headphones in and using their Bluetooth headphones to talk, and they don't realize that they're being much louder than they should be when they're holding a conversation with someone else, whether it's just regular phone call or FaceTime, Skype, or other forms of video chat, is very disrespectful to other gym goers of you deciding to be loud with your conversation just because you want to ha have a conversation doesn't mean everyone else wants to hear it. And most cardio machines especially are right next to each other. There's not a whole lot of room because they're trying to pack as many machines as possible into the space because of the fact that they're trying to you know, have as many machines available for paying uh, gym goers. So, you gotta watch it. Dis you know, the concept is really you should disconnect uh, while you're at the gym. And when I say disconnect, I mean no phone calls, no texting, no video chatting, no selfies, all that stuff, because your gym time is supposed to be focused on you, not everyone else. And it's kind of disrespectful when you're being, you know, when you're going to be loud and obnoxious talking to other people when other people are trying to do their actual thing and focus on themselves. Now, with that token, also that applies to music as well. Invest in a good pair of headphones. I personally use uh, Plantronics uh, headphones because they're sweatproof and they don't have excessive amounts of cord. So I'm not having to deal with trying to get the cord all over the place. And that works out fine for me. Now, on top of that, we're going to move on to... Uh, uh, how should I put this? Uh, cleanliness. First off, Oh, I wake up in the gym, or wake up to go to the gym, sorry. I wake up and go to the gym in the mornings. I just usually get dressed and go out the door, go to the gym, work out, and then come home. And the thing is that I know personally I do not want to smell somebody's uh, stank dragon breath from their not brushing their teeth or any format of BO, and I know that they don't want to smell that from me. So... I personally make sure I brush my teeth, put on some deodorant. Yes, I know I'm going to get sweaty and all that stuff and slightly smelly, but I'll be less smelly and less uh, offending to others because you never know who you're going to see at the gym. 
and it's always good to actually think about your hygiene as a part of that process because no one wants to smell your breath you don't want to smell their breath and the thing is when you're huffing and puffing while you're working out all of that's being expelled so you got to take into account you need to make sure that you are properly keeping your hygiene levels on par and that also means take baths daily so that way you don't carry that stink of bacteria and all that stuff on your skin everything else it's not really pleasant for you it's not pleasant for others so make sure that you clean yourself daily and that you also take into account your you know body odor as well as your potential body odor as well as others now also in addition to dealing with your hygiene you also got to think about the hygiene of the gym and that's talking about making sure that you clean the machines. Now I know some people in my gym uh, are occasionally not cleaning the machines. I usually wind up grabbing uh, some of the wipes that they have all over the place and wiping down the machine before I use it and then wipe it again after I've used it because I don't know where those people have been. And I don't know if they have some sort of bacteria or something that might get me sick and I really don't want to get sick I'm miserable when I'm sick and the thing is that other people are gonna be miserable too so make sure that you use the wipes that they have all over the place in your gym if you know, even like at my gym it's just a sanitary thing and wipe down the machine after you've used especially because we're all sweat and that sweat, when it lingers, it's going to leave bacteria, it's going to collect bacteria, and it's just going to make things worse for other people. So try to just wipe down the machines. It's healthier for you. It's healthier for them. So just keep that in mind. Now from hygiene, I'm going to move on to the actual workout process. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot of people do in all the times I've been to the gym is what I refer to as machine lurking or machine stalking. When somebody is using a machine, they're planning on using their, you know, having their workout. And the thing is that some people have their own routines which may require them to use the same machine. And the problem is, is that there's only so many machines for the whole entire gym because that's all they can manage to keep in because they have to think about space and all the other things that they want to have going on. When somebody is using the machine, if you're wanting to use it and it's not available, do not stand there and lurk around the machine and giving the person looks while they're working out because it's disrespectful to them and it's disrespectful to all the other people who are trying to you know, be at the gym because they don't want to be stared at by some person while they're working out. If you're in the process of doing a routine, go through your routine, find out another thing that you can do while you wait for the machine to be ready and available to you. Because it'll prevent you from being a lurker, but it also will allow for other people to be comfortable and it'll let you continue with your routine. Because face it, other people are going to be using the machines and sometimes if you're at a busier time of day when you're going to the gym, it's going to be hard to get the machines. So just work, continue your workout until that machine becomes available. In addition to that, I want to also talk about lurking as far as staring. Yes, if you're at a gym, there's going to be 
some people that look really good to you. That does not mean stare at them. It makes people feel uncomfortable when you're objectivizing them by staring at them just because you think they're hot. Please just keep your eye contact to the you know to a very you know, to them, not their assets, because they want to actually be able to work out. They want to feel comfortable. They don't want to be self-conscious about people staring at their bodies, just like you don't want people staring at your body. So it's a show respect to others and respect yourself sort of scenario. So make sure that you don't stare down at people all the time. Lastly, I want to talk about trash. Uh, I know a lot of people decide, hey, I'm going to bring a Gatorade bottle just so that way I can get my electrolytes in. Hey, I'm going to bring a plastic water bottle that comes in a 12-pack because I don't have a permanent bottle. Those are fine. It happens. But you got to make sure that you throw away your trash. There is nothing worse than going up to a machine and finding trash sitting there because that means that not only are you you know the person who left the trash is disrespect you know being disrespectful and messing up the gym you have to deal with cleaning it up and the same thing is if you leave the trash it is very disrespectful the gym is not your home yes you are meant to be feel comfortable there but that's a certain level of comfort that you should not be exerting just because you pile up some bottles or Coke cans or whatever on your desk or on the end table by your TV or by your couch or whatnot, that does not mean that you should go and mess up the gym because it's meant for other people, not just you. So make sure that you go and throw away your trash and you pay attention to your trash. This also includes those sanitary wipes that I mentioned earlier for wiping down the machines. Most of those, the sanitary wipe dispensers, are attached to a trash can. After you're done wiping off the machine, throw it away. Now, if you're using the wipe, like, for two different machines, that's fine. Still, make sure that you throw away your trash. It, it helps to keep the gym clean. It helps keep the staff happy. It helps to keep other people happy. So, please adhere to that. Now, there are going to be instances where... There are rude people taking, you know, happen, you know, being at the gym. It's the nature of life. Now, like at my gym, there's a fair amount of people that are really nice. They'll talk to you briefly, give you advice, or they'll just say hi. There are always going to be some people who are going to be jerks about everything, and those are going to be the ones that are breaking at gym etiquette. Now, sometimes they just don't know that they're being a little loud or obnoxious or rude. And the thing is, is that sometimes you got to take the approach of say, hey, can I help you? Or, you know, could you turn it? Could you talk a little louder or not? A, you know, could you talk a little lower? Could you keep the conversation down? Could you turn your music down? Uh, stuff like that. Because the thing is, is that if you tell them, they might learn all that stuff. Now, if they continue to be a jerk about it or become vocal about it, this is when you're going to want to actually talk, talk to the gym staff because it's a part of their job to make sure that the gym is a comfortable place for everyone, not just that person. And if they're being disru disruptive of other people's workout routines, 
then it's something that the gym needs to actually address with that member, which might mean, you know, they'll get reprimanded or might extend even further by them getting kicked out of the gym, depending on the level of severity. So you got to make sure that not only are you in line with gym etiquette, but others are in line as well. Okay, so moving from gym etiquette, I'm going to talk about diets. Um, we are actually bombarded by a large amount of diet options out there. The ranging from pills to liquid diets to food systems to weight train you know, weight training sets for home, all this stuff that's trying to coax people into working out or trying to coax people into the idea that, hey, you're overweight, but we have options. Now, first of all, with diets, I'm gonna establish there is no quick solution. Um, I can actually you know, attest to the concept of, you know, I remember years ago, there used to be a thing where you, there was this two liter bottle of juice and it was literally meant to you drink that and water all weekend if weekend for 48 hours and you'll lose up to 10 pounds but you're not allowed to eat during that weekend nothing else it's just all liquid and the thing is, is that people then after that 48 hours i was like hey i lost 10 pounds in two days and they think and a lot of people think that hey i can do this and i it'll just solve all my problems however all you're losing is water weight with diets such as that and by doing that you're going to gain that weight back pretty much instantaneously the moment you start eating and everything else like that and it's just a big scam same thing with a large amount of pills out there that are sort of how should i put it unapproved by the fda or any format of medical authority uh, to address your weight loss issues. These pills are designed to pretty much eat your money. Some people might experience some benefits from them, but none of them have been scientifically proven to really work. And by them not working, then of course you'll start thinking that there's something wrong with you and you're going to continue you know, flushing out all this money for this pill, this magic wonder pill that's supposed to make you lose all this weight and it's just not working. And of course then you go through all these things like these diet thing plans, like the all, you cannot have any carbs, all protein diets, all that stuff. Your body needs carbs and the thing is that when you're just eating all meats all the time, you're just going to get sick of it because there's only so much you can do with it. So many ways you can make it. And then you're just going to get tired of it. And you're going to wind up dropping out of that diet and going back into your own lifestyle. You really just need to moderate how, you, how much you eat of carbs, fats, and proteins. And you'll be fine. It's when you start trying to go to extremes, that's when you're gonna wind up breaking your diet because you're gonna start then craving carbs and all of a sudden, 
you're gonna break your diet and then realize, oh, I've broken my diet, and you're gonna then, well, I just need to work harder next time, and then you're gonna go back to it for a couple of days, then you're gonna break it again, and it's just gonna be a continuous cycle of sabotage. You gotta pay attention, and the thing is, is that those diet plans that have those setups, they're looking for you to spend money. They're not looking for you to really ultimately lose weight. Yes, high protein diets are really good for you. However, they're expecting you to wind up forking out all this money over time and you're not going to see any results because you're going to continue to sabotage yourself with your diet. Now, if you're wanting to stick with your long-term goal of losing weight and everything else like that, ultimately the only real true solution for long-term weight loss is going to be you actually dieting and exercising. There's, there's really no magic pill. There is no magic liquid. There is nothing that's going to really push you over the edge. The only thing that's going to drive you to lose weight is you personally pushing yourself forward. And if you don't have that willpower, you need to start developing it. There are a lot of great tools out there for to help you with your diet, especially with the concept of calorie counting because you're trying to minimize the amount of intake, caloric intake that you're taking in. And calorie counting does actually work because all it is is basically quantifying how much you take in to how much you burn. And in order to experience weight loss through the diet, Pretty much you have to take out some of the weight, uh, some of the calories in your diet each day in order to lose weight over time. And typically it's if you reduce about 500 calories a day over the course of a week, it'll help you lose a pound a week. The more calories you don't put, do, the more weight you'll lose. However, there is a finite amount of calories that you can reduce with that, you know, in order to stay healthy because your body still needs energy to keep functioning. And that's for your health, for your body to repair itself, everything. Your body still needs energy to do stuff. Now, some people will say that a reduction of calories will lead to metabolic stasis or basically your metabolism will shut down entirely. That's not true. Whenever you eat, your metabolic rate is going to kick in. Every time you start doing any sort of activity, your metabolic rate will kick in. If you just eat and sit there on a couch, yes, you're not going to have that great of a metabolism because you're not being as active. You'll just need to put a little more activity in, watch out how, watch how much you eat, and then you will start seeing a big difference. You just also just got to make sure that you find that right balance of proteins, fats, and carbs for your diet and each person is different because each person has a different physiology so you're going to want to actually go through the whole process of figuring out what works for you i would recommend if you're going to do that process to find a well ask your doctor or ask your doctor to put you with a nutritionist to help plan your diet a little bit more efficiently and they will actually help you be able to plan meals be able to understand like how much calories you can take in, how much protein you should be taking in, how much fats, and how much carbs a day. So that way you can then 
find that, you know, develop that balance and start losing weight as a part of your diet plan. And the thing is, is that with this, then you can, and especially with calorie counting, because I'll be honest, I will find some format of sweets that I'll work into my calorie intake and my carb intake. And it will, if, you know, having those little bits and moments where you can indulge in what you want as compared to what you need, it does help you maintain your diet over longer terms, uh, well, over a longer time. And you just have to take into account that, hey, it's a process, and yes, I cannot eat this huge dessert at this restaurant. I can have a few bites, share it with the rest of the people. I've planned for 200 calories a day, roughly, for my own sweet treats out of my 2,664 calories. And the thing is, is that I've still managed to maintain losing weight, building muscle, and everything else like that. It doesn't you know, Just because you're on a diet does not mean that you have to avoid everything. But like I said, you got to figure out what will work for you. And just remember that ultimately diet and exercise are going to be the only way that you're going to actually lose weight. There, All these other methods are just going to sabotage you and lead you to major amounts of disappointment. Now, finally, I want to talk about medication. Like I mentioned in the first episode, uh, I was on Fetamine for about a month, and it is a prescribed medication for appetite suppressant. Now, there are a large amount of pills out there with a range of chemicals that are meant to or supposed to be, you know, be able to help you with losing weight. Now, I would say that you know, this is going to range from under-the-counter and over-the-counter drugs. Over-the-counter pills, a lot of them are going to have some sort of fango-dango substance of the day. Uh, one of the big ones that I've seen a lot of is the green tea extract saying that it'll burn calories and everything else like that. Uh, pills that use stuff like that, they are pretty much trying to get your money. Yes, green tea is great, it is an antioxidant, it is good for your body in certain moderation. However, there is no data, either scientific or medical data, to establish that it has any impact on your metabolism or speeding it up. Just like there's pills out there that will address cortisol. Uh, it is true that when your body is under extreme stress, meaning you're stressed out about this, that, or the other, work, whatever, life, your body will produce cortisol, which will cause you to store up fats because it's expecting that there's going to be a fight or flight event occurring. However, since we are not being chased down and eaten by large things, that fat stays there because when we calm down, we don't experience the full fight or flight, fight or flight effect, and so those chemical reactions that would then burn those stores is not there. Cortisol is a natural hormone that will occur. There is no real pill that's going, especially over-the-counter drugs that are advertised on TV, that's going to stop the effect. What you need to do is basically find time, more time to be, to calm yourself down using stress reduction techniques, or you might need to see your doctor about anti-anxiety medication to help with your stress levels. This will help with that keeping the cortisol down, 
or the amount of time that your body will start excreting large amounts of cortisol to help you lose weight. Now all these over-the-counter pills, they're really just meant to take your money and run with it because they're ultimately not going to get you the effects that you want. That said, there are backed medications that will do stuff for appetite suppressants and things like that that your doctor can prescribe. However, they come with a lot of risks with them because when you're having being put on them by your doctor, your doctor is outweighing the negative effects based, you know, based on the hope of the positive effects will have a bigger impact on you. Like I said in the first episode, I was on Phentermine. And yes, it helped me lose a lot of the initial weight loss that I've experienced as a part of things and gave me a great deal of energy. However, it made me really flighty. It made me depressed. It made me moody, as I'll have it. And it really just did not make, it made me very anxious and twitchy a lot. And those were just the side effects of that pill on me. Now on some people, it will increase your heart rate. It can cause, potentially cause cardiac arrest, things like that. These pills are, can be dangerous if they are not properly handled, which is why you have to go through a doctor to get them rather than just buying them over the counter. You need, you know, yes, these pills will help you because they're changing the physiology of your mind and body to either tell you that you're not hungry or trigger certain effects like phenamine triggers the fight or flight chemical response in your brain to cause you to burn some of those fat stores. Now, even though it's burning those fat stores, it's still having a large amount of impact on your body. Uh, another thing that Phetamine had on effect that had on me is that it would induce insomnia, meaning if I did not time the the, te the moment I took my pill in the morning just right, I would not be able to go to sleep at my normal bedtime and would be up much later and it would then wind up causing all sorts of havoc for my body because I'm not able to get the recuperative rest that I need from so that my, my body can heal itself after working out and all that stuff. And so it's just a very difficult thing. Now, I would not recommend staying on those pills for too long. Like I said, my doctor only put me on it for a month just to kickstart things. But the rest of it has been put upon me to lose the continued weight. Because your doctor doesn't want you to have all this additional strain because working out and all that stuff is going to put enough strain on your body as is because it's trying to force, you're trying to force your body to become stronger and more efficient. Ultimately, there is no real magic pill that's going to just fix all your problems. There is no pill that's going to make you drop 100 pounds in a week, all that stuff. Ultimately, the medication that's out there is meant to help you get started if you are at a certain stage of heftiness that you need something to help push you forward. And so the thing is that for me, I needed it because I was, well, you know, I was over 300 pounds. Now, if you're a 240 pound guy, and you're trying to get back to 200 pounds, you do not need medication to do this. You just need diet and exercise to push you to those 40 pounds. It's when you get higher and higher 
you need a little bit more of assistance to get things pushed in the right direction so that way you can then drive the rest of the way yourself. So it's not a fix for everyone and I would not recommend just using the pills as an ultimate substitute because it's not going to have the impact that you need. Okay, so that's pretty much the stuff I wanted to talk about in this episode. Next time, I am going to talk about setting up workout routines. I want to also talk about hydration. And I also want to talk about the biggest dread uh, that I hear from a lot of people about using surgery as an option for weight loss and using that option to lose weight before you go to the gym instead of working it out. So I want to talk about all those things next time in next week's episode. And, you know, with that said, you can... I want to thank everyone for subscribing to my channel on Anchor.fm. You can continue to subscribe to me there. You can also find the podcast of Fat Man with a Plan on iTunes, uh, pot, or also known as Apple Podcast, as well as Google Play Music for download. And then you can also follow me on Facebook at Fat Man with a Plan, where I will post up articles and share different other you know, different, different things about my weight loss experience as well as tips and tips of the trade that I've learned to help push me in the direction of becoming healthy. You would also be able to, you know, ask questions of me there through messages and all that stuff. So follow me, subscribe. Uh, Like I said, Facebook, Fat Man with a Plan. Also, you can find me Fat Man with a Plan on iTunes and Google Play Store. So until next week, have a good workout.